Probably the greatest moment of the Mandalorian Season 2 finale was seeing The Last Jedi himself, Luke Skywalker, showing up in an X-Wing, kicking Dark Trooper butt, and rescuing the Mandalorian and Grogu. Many fans speculated Ezra would be the Jedi to show up and save the day. Others suggested Cal, or Mace, or even an unknown Jedi. I think we can all say we were all a little shocked and surprised by what we actually got. It was the moment of asking ourselves, is this really happening? Today we're asking what Luke's return in The Mandalorian means for Star Wars. Where did he take Grogu? What has he been up to for the last five years since he defeated the Emperor? Let's get into it. You're listening to Han Talks First. Welcome back, Star Wars fans. It is episode 69, A69 of Han Talks First. We're almost at the end of 2020. Thank the maker. I don't know about you all, but I am totally sick of this year. I mean, not only was there a pandemic, but also we don't get to go to the movie theaters and experience that anymore. And then to top it all off, David Prowse, a.k.a. Darth Vader, passed away. Jeremy Bullock, a.k.a. Boba Fett, passed away. We're just losing all these great people, experiences, and moments that make us human. And hopefully, with this new vaccine, it will return to us in 2021. And we can all get back to our regular, everyday lives, you know? It's a little annoying, but... Whatever. <laughs> I'm glad you're all here and back listening to the show. I'm very happy to say that this this Star Wars show has increased in size tremendously in the last month. And I couldn't be more pleased and humbled by the reception. I've gained many new friends on this adventure and some enemies believe it or not. Some enemies. But you cannot have friends without enemies, right? Or else everyone would be your friend. But I I just want to plug myself a little bit more and encourage all you listeners to please check out the YouTube channel. There's extra content on there for you guys, such as my reaction to the ending of the season finale of Mandalorian. And if you want to see a grown man cry, (laughs) go, go ahead and check that out. We also did our last episode of the Mandalorian talk show with my co-host Dean, a.k.a. Four-Legged Gamer. That was on Monday. If you guys listened to that, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you all enjoyed that finale we got from Mandalorian. It really was special. But yeah, if you have the time or you want to help out this show, even if you just go to the YouTube channel just to hit subscribe... That helps me out so much more. You know, last month, the Han Talks First YouTube channel had 21 subscribers. 21. And we've been around for two years. And in the past month alone, in the last three weeks, we have gone up 420 subscribers. 
that is incredible. And it's all because of you guys. This is not because of me. Part of the reason why I want to keep uh, telling you guys about it is because I'm getting to know you a little bit better. I do live streams on the YouTube channel where you can come and chat with me. And a lot of the names I see in there are familiar to Instagram, uh, Twitter, Reddit, uh, stuff like that, or just people I have known through other creators. So it's really cool to get to actually put an icon or a profile picture to the name and actually get to talk with you guys a little bit better. So if you're interested, please check that out. I know a lot of you who I've spoken with are strictly podcast listeners, and there's nothing wrong with that. The good news about being a podcast listener is that you will always have additional Star Wars content here exclusively on the podcast. I always save you guys for more material. So that is something to look forward to. So if you do want to stick to just listening to the podcast, I also recommend maybe you go invite some of your friends to come listen. Even if you don't have Star Wars fans, we have episodes that are demographic to everybody, I would say. that We do a whole episode on music, do a whole episode on animation, which I interviewed a fantastic animator and a graphic designer. His name is Brian Kessinger. If you haven't heard that interview, I encourage you to check that out as well. A lot of people have been watching it on YouTube. It is also here on the podcast. But anyway, that's all I wanted to do to plug myself today. I know you guys are interested in getting into this main topic, so let's dive right in. Who is Luke Skywalker? Do I really need to ask that question? Okay, really quickly. Son of Darth Vader, twin sister is Leia, moisture farmer, Jedi master, pilot of the Rebel Alliance, hero of the galaxy, titty milker, emperor killer, symbol of hope, and ultimate good guy. Okay, guys, that's it. Thanks for checking out this episode. Please be sure to leave a like, and I'm totally kidding. (laughs) Okay, so what has Luke been up to since he destroyed that second Death Star and restored peace to the galaxy? So we know that by the time of The Mandalorian, this show is set five years after the events of Return of the Jedi, and he's taken it upon himself to rebuild a new Jedi Order. Now, with all the Jedi now dead, or one with the Force... Luke takes it upon himself to collect all the knowledge that he can to try and create his new school for Force users. Along the way, he enlisted Poe Dameron's mother, actually, who was a rebel pilot called Shara Bey, to recover fragments of a Force-sensitive tree that was one of many Jedi and Sith relics hoarded by the late Emperor Palpatine. He also located ancient Jedi texts, like the books that Rey saved in The Last Jedi, and he discovered the first site of the first Jedi temple on Octu. And as we also know from The Rise of Skywalker, he had teamed up with Lando Calrissian to look for dark side relics like the Sith Wayfinder and the Sith homeworld of Exegol. So what do you think? Does this cover up his five-year period between Return of the Jedi and The Mandalorian? I think it just about does. So where does he and Grogu go from here? Well, it's simple. He says in the season finale that he is there to take Grogu away, presumably to train him in the ways of the Jedi. He does say, he is strong with the Force, but talented without training is nothing. I will give my life to protect the child, but he will not be safe unless he masters his abilities. And then after a tearful farewell, (laughs) they leave. So he is taking him to his new temple, presumably, to learn with other young Force users. Now the parallel of Luke being the one to train Grogu after being trained by Yoda 
is one of the most poetic story arcs I can think of. This is why I think Luke is the perfect choice of character to show up at the end of this season and be the one to rescue Grogu. Now, here is a wild, crazy theory that I would like to pronounce that possibly proves Grogu is Yoda's son. Now, if you remember at the end of The Empire Strikes Back, or towards the end, Yoda tells Obi-Wan, no, there is another. There is another hope out there that can bring the galaxy to peace. Now, it is said in The Rise of Skywalker that that other hope happened to be Leia. But what if that wasn't the one that, gr- that Yoda was referring to? What if Yoda was actually referring to his own son, Grogu, and he knew that he was still out there somewhere because he could feel it in the Force? But to back it up, he, he could have been in the Jedi Temple learning under Yoda's instruction, so he would know he's out there. Maybe he was even the one who took him away to go into hiding and separated himself from him because he felt he failed against his own son. Now, I know this is a wild, crazy theory, but (laughs) maybe Luke did know about Grogu, or maybe Grogu knew about Luke. I don't know. That's just a wild, crazy theory that maybe I'll dive deeper into in another episode sometime. So what happened to Grogu? Why wasn't he in the sequel movies? Did Grogu get killed by Kylo Ren? I mean, it's possible. That's a big theory that's going around now. A lot of people are anti-Kylo Ren or Ben Solo because the theory is that he has killed Grogu amongst the other Jedi that Luke was training at the temple that was fallen. And if Kylo Ren did kill him, maybe the murder of Grogu is why Luke is such a grumpy old man in The Last Jedi. I think that's justifiable, don't you? If you lost Grogu due to some crazy, angry emo boy, wouldn't that make you a grumpy old man as well? I don't know. The truth is, we don't know. Maybe he was saved again by someone else. This poor little guy has been through so much in the past 50 plus years. You gotta feel bad for him. I certainly do. So what is Luke's fate going forward? Could he show up in future Star Wars? It was a major surprise when Luke cameoed in The Mandalorian. But now that his first appearance is out of the way, it begs the question, will he show up again? Din did promise Grogu that he would see him again. So I would assume, I mean, I would hope, that that would mean Luke is coming back. With the new slew of Star Wars announcements and TV shows that are coming out that take place during the time period of The Mandalorian, it would make sense that the strongest Jedi in the galaxy at this time would come back and show his face again, hopefully to kick some more Dark Trooper butt. And other butts too, but it was really cool to see him take down those Dark Troopers. You know, I I say it a lot, but as I sit here recording this podcast and looking up at the poster above my desk of the original Star Wars poster with Luke Skywalker on the front, it just really makes me appreciate that episode of The Mandalorian so much more because ah, just getting to see Luke again in his prime is something I never thought I would get to see as far as, you know, considering the time period. And luckily with technology, we're able to somewhat recreate that. I know the CGI was a little wonky and some people had a problem with it. It ruined it for some people. But for me, it made no difference at all. It was, for what it was, it was incredible. I mean, I I would, I definitely prefer that over 
some actor coming in saying he's Luke Skywalker when in fact that's not Luke Skywalker because it's it with something like Star Wars we identify Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker we identify Carrie Fisher as our princess and we identify Harrison Ford as Han Solo and I think that's another contributing factor as to why the Solo movie didn't work and that probably factored in to the choice they decided to use when shooting Luke's cameo in this show. They were probably like, yo, that didn't work in, in Solo. We can't do that again. Let's, let's, let's fix what we did before, and let's just get some actor here and, and you know CGI his face to the best we can and just do it that way. And, you know, it's understandable that the CGI didn't look as good as, say, Tarkin did in Rogue One or Carrie Fisher did, or Princess Leia did in Rogue One. Because that is a a movie, a theatrical budget Terry film. A huge budget. Millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, right? So they have the resources to be able to make it look as good as they can, and the time. But with The Mandalorian, they're limited to around $10 million an episode. And with all the other special effects and stuff, and a... I guess you could say maybe eight hours of footage. They were limited on their money and time and resources. So I think what we got was to the best of their ability, honestly. They may have even been rushed to do it because this was probably a last-minute decision. Uh, Or at least not decision, but a last-minute effect to make because they wanted to do it as close to the release time as possible so that word wouldn't get out that Luke Skywalker was going to show up again. That's another thing I was really shocked about was that they were able to keep this a secret so well and it didn't get out. I can't, I don't know how they did that. I said that in my reaction video as I was watching. I was like, how did they keep this a secret? This is crazy. You know, it really is incredible how they were able to do that. And I commend John Favreau, Dave Filoni for, you know, keeping it a secret and making sure that they told everyone on their crew that, hey, like, you know, don't tell anybody. This is a really special moment. And, you know, because Ahsoka, that got leaked. And a part of me wonders, did did Disney themselves leak that Ahsoka was going to be in The Mandalorian as a way to kind of divert the attention from the possibility that Luke might be in it? Uh, it's something we might not ever know, but I just do find that interesting, and it could be a, a marketing plan, but maybe we'll know someday. So the actual actor who played Luke Skywalker in this episode, the guy who was had his face CGI'd, was an actor named Max Lloyd-Jones. Uh, not really unknown actor. He's been in some stuff such as Switched at Birth, iZombie, The Sandlot, and he's actually an actor who does a lot of VFX acting work. He does a body doubles for multiple other uh, movies as well. Uh, he most notably he played the blue eyes chimpanzee in War for the Planet of the Apes. So he's done a lot of CGI based roles, and because of that, it's probably what made Lucasfilm and Disney attracted to him playing a CGI character of Luke Skywalker. Now, the voice in The Mandalorian of Luke Skywalker was also a little different, and I'm pretty sure that's because they used some voice clips from Bob 
Bergen. Bob Bergen is probably the most well-known voice actor, as he is the official voice double for Mark Hamill. And he's played characters in numerous video games and computer games over the years. And he had taken the role for Luke Skywalker's voice. And I think they may have used some of his stuff in in uh, this, this episode of The Mandalorian. Uh, but I don't think that has been confirmed yet either. But I do believe it was not Mark Hamill involved in any way. Now, of course, I do believe he signed off that, yes, you can use my likeness. But I think that it was the combination of both uh, technical achievement by the visual effects artists and a uh, CGI role actor playing the body and then also a new voice actor at the same time. So it, it's a huge collaboration. One of the things leading up or right after its release that I thought was kind of funny was Mark Hamill actually went took to Twitter and does what he always does, which was kind of tease people a little bit. And he asked, have you seen anything good on TV lately? And I just thought that was absolutely hilarious. And then on Instagram, he posted a picture of himself shushing the camera, which was also very clever. And at the same time, it's kind of like, does that give it away? Does it not give it away? I don't know. But I love how he interacts with the fans. And I haven't heard anything from him on his reception of this episode yet, but I assumed he loved it. I would have assumed he'd already seen it or read the script. But I imagine I imagine he did because <laughs> he loves this character and he loves that version of the character. And I don't know. But just I time and time again, I keep saying how wonderful it was to see Luke on screen again. And I've said this in a past episode, but I want to say it again, just how amazing it was for people who didn't like Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi to get him this way again. Not to say that the way he was in The Last Jedi is inconsistent or anything. And not to say it's the only contributing factor as to why I loved seeing him in this episode of The Mandalorian, but because people like me, who wanted a certain type of Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi, didn't get that when that movie came out. And it saddened us. And when this dropped and we got to see Luke Skywalker at a younger age, being the true Jedi Master, wielding his saber, and just totally kicking ass. That's what we wanted to see. And it pleases us because we finally got to see it. And at the same time, it services the other people who did like Luke in The Last Jedi. So we can have both. It's not a divisive appearance from this character, which I thought was done very, very well. He comes in, he does his stuff, and he gets out. And it, it services everybody. Everyone, everyone can like this version. And the only divisiveness I've seen is people commenting on how bad the CGI looked. <laughs> but I think that's the least of our concerns. I think we should be celebrating that Luke is back and that all the fans are pretty much on the same page right now. I haven't heard a single person say they did not like this. Actually, I've heard one. One person texted me, about this finale saying that they did not like the ending. <laughs> and I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked. Now, when they did text me, they asked, I'm very confused. Explain this to me. And I was like, what are you confused about? And they responded and they said, but 
if this takes place after the rise of Skywalker, why does he look so young? And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> how in the world did you think the Mandalorian took place after the rise of Sky? Whatever, whatever. Uh, but I had to explain to them that no, this takes place after return of the Jedi. <laughs> and then they, it cleared their mind. But even then they were like, I still didn't like it. And I thought, but I do believe it's because their preconceived idea of when this took place is what affected that. Maybe if they went back and watched it from a certain point of view, they would understand. But who knows? Anyway, that's all I got for you today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I really do. I had fun making it. I learned some stuff, such about such as who the actor was who played it. And if you guys enjoyed it, you should let me know. You can let me know on Instagram or Twitter at Han Talks First. You can also subscribe to the YouTube page or leave a like and watch the videos. There's some fun content on there. But until then, I will see you guys very soon with another episode of Han Talks First. So I hope you have a great rest of your week. It's coming up to the Christmas season. So I hope you have some fun plans that involve you staying safe, of course. And until next time, somehow, someway, somewhere this week, may the Force be with you. <laughs>